Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. It is Coffee Break. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Monday morning in the capital city. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're talking Holter this morning. And you know what? We get them the entire show. We've got Chris and Kelly in the studio this morning. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks so much for having I, us. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I guess take a second uh, if you want to introduce folks. They they can match voice to name and title. Tell us who you are and what it is that you do out at the Holter. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> my name is Kelly Crevier, and I'm the development director at the Holter Museum of Art. Um, I deal with everything fundraising and donor relationships um, and getting the word out there about what we're doing in the Helena community. Okay. And I'm Chris Ricardo. I'm the executive director of the Holter Museum. So you're you're in charge of Kelly, is what you do every day. No, it's she's, true. She's in charge of she's in charge of everything. <laughs> what does you know, what your Chris? What does the day look like? As I mean, I, everybody knows executive director, but, uh, but what does that mean? Just in in practice, what does that mean for your day? You know, it's it's Kelly and I work a lot together. Obviously, we we're nonprofits, so we're raising money and funds, and um, we are in the middle of this this great campaign. So. That's a lot of my time now. Is talking to donors and um, architects and developers and all this stuff. So it's yeah. See, you're working the phones and shaking yeah, hands. Yeah. Can we shake hands yet? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> We're getting close. You just wave at people now. There's a lot of waving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I guess maybe we should explain just for people that maybe don't know. They haven't been down there. What, what is the Holter? I mean, I, I think people have driven by. They've Ooh. seen it, but maybe people haven't been inside. I mean, what, what's the Holter all about? Yeah, that's that's a good. You know, there's people I still meet. I've been there six years, and because it's been around since eighty late eighties. Yeah. Okay. Thirty five years, I think we're coming up, and I still meet people that have lived in Helen their whole lives, and and aren't quite sure what it is. Um, you know, we are a contemporary art museum, and so that kind of throws people. I think sometimes, you know, what is contemporary art, which is not always easy to answer, but and that's part of what this campaign is about you know is, is reintroducing the halter to to everyone you know making it comfortable to everyone even if you're not a museum quote-unquote person so mm -hmm. but it's an amazing i mean te you know kelly can talk to but um it's an amazing place now as it is but it's going to be even better when we get through this campaign yeah. and and the new center that we're building so so, Kelly, you're trying to take a crack at oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have been a staple in the Helena community for so, so long. And our main focus is just bringing contemporary art into the community and giving arts learning opportunities for everyone. Um, and that includes exhibits from artists regionally and over the state. Um, we have classes of all shapes and sizes for all age groups. And so it's really diverse and the people that we serve um, and everyone of every age and interest can get involved in the arts. You know, the arts isn't just like painting, you know, like it's movement, it's dance, it's yoga, you know, it's kind of the whole gamut. And so we just provide a space for that creative growth and expression. Yeah. And that space now over the last three plus decades, it's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah, it has. Yeah, we've been able yeah. to go through some amazing growth, and now we're able to grow again. And so it's incredible to continue to listen to what the community wants and be able to shift and meet those needs. So, yeah. So when we talk contemporary art, this is not. I mean, I think people, like Chris, <laughs> you know, you, people think 
art and museum, they think, okay, that's that's the the, the weird looking shaped face. Of the, it's Picasso. It's yeah. Monet. <laughs> right. You know, what are we talking about when we talk? I mean, I, I know, like you said, it's very broad. Mm-hmm. But if, if there's a generic, what is contemporary art? I mean, in lane, it, it, it's kind of really easy. Like contemporary art is like just art today. Art. And so, you know, students who are going through art um, classes and uh having their own studios or like even you know the older generation like they're Mm -hmm. still uh, considered contemporary artists um it's not like modern art which is like a fork sticking out of a tennis ball (laughs) (laughs) but um it's able to uh dive into today's current issues and create conversations around what people are feeling and what people are thinking and just broaden horizons and just see things from a new perspective yeah so you got you got banksy out there that's what you got. We could. Woo. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> no, I think Kelly Kelly hit it. You know, I think it's art art of today. But you're right. I mean, like people, like, oh, that's crazy faces. And I don't understand it. And so it's really not that. It's it's we. There's such a variety of what we exhibit. Mm-hmm. There's always something. We try and do something that we think will catch somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, I still get that same. Well, I'm just not a museum person. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And uh, so that's what we're trying to change with the new center is we're going to make it easier to understand art and and be a part of it and participate um, in it. So yeah, it's it's funny because we're still trying to we're, you're still trying to in. figure out what you are. I like it. We do. We change constantly, which <laughs> yeah. is great. I think I think for me it, it makes it easy for me to come to work. Yeah, because we're constantly changing, especially now. Um, and the Holter's had its ups and downs, but I think we're on this big up now, and it's exciting. And I think the staff's happy. And, I'm happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. She, she's smiling. She's happy. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Picardo and uh, Kelly Crevier in this morning from the Holter. And uh, Chris mentioned it. They are uh, expanding out there. And we're going to circle around to that. We're going to make you wait. Um, that, that's called a tease. And we're going to make we're, we're teasing you. We're making you wait for that. Um, it, it's been so tough for so many individuals, so many businesses over the last, I guess, year and a half now. Uh, what have things been like for and at the Holter during the pandemic since last March, I guess. Um, I, for one, have been incredibly encouraged. Um, The staff in March of last year, we all just banded together and really quickly decided that we were going to shift virtually. And so it was kind of just like overnight, all hands on um, that we just shifted because, you know, museums, it was all in person. And Mm -hmm. so we had to be really creative and figure out how we could engage with people over a screen, over Zoom, or like through packs that people could take home and do art on their own. And so I was, for one, just amazed with Mm -hmm. the creativity of the staff to shift and adapt. And then at some point it shifted to not how do we move this online? It's how do we continue to keep people gay engaged while it's online? Because I don't know when that official, what, what the delineation was, where the mark was, but at some point we got sick of it, yeah. right? Like nobody wants to do a Zoom meeting anymore. Mm-hmm. It was it was sort of like, oh, I got to get used to this. And then it was novel. And then people mm-hmm. had their backgrounds and it was fun. And now it's like, oh, really? Another one? <laughs> exactly. Like, so, I mean, did you find that? Did you find that you had to sort of keep adjusting to keep people engaged? Um, I think the biggest thing is just having more options. We still have the virtual option for people who aren't quite comfortable coming out yet, or we've been able to expand our market outside of Montana, Mm -hmm. which is huge. And so people in a different state can do a class, which we never would have been able to do before. Um, But we're still able to, you know, cater to the people in town and we're doing our summer classes starting up here soon. And so kiddos can come out and um, learn creatively like they've been able to every summer. And so we're, we're doing a little bit of both. 
Some of those online things, are those going to, we've talked to with different people that have said sort of the same thing of we expanded our reach and we didn't really understand that that was going to happen. Is that in some way going to stick around going forward? Yeah, we would love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I've said, we've only really had support in Helena and so being able to expand outside of that in a tiny little town in Montana, it's just incredible to be able to have that reach. Yeah. Uh, what's it been like for the Holter financially? I mean, without digging into your books and asking your numbers, but just in general, I mean, uh, certainly fewer people in uh, early on, especially nobody was going anywhere. Uh, it, it was a struggle for a lot of places like the Holter. We, we talked with the Myrna. We talked with, I mean, it, it was a struggle. How are you doing yeah, with that? We, um, <clears throat> I think we committed as an organization to, to push forward, you know, when this all hit and, you know, we, as far as our staff, you know, I was, we were not going to lay anybody off. Um, that was my goal, and and we didn't, which was amazing. And if anything, we grew. You know, like Kelly said, I was I was really worried that when this hit, that the morale, and we have a young staff, and, and I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen. And they just, I mean, literally that first week we had gone video, and we were taping exhibitions. And so it was incredible. We've done things that we, sh- we should have done years ago within the first month. You know? and so in some ways it's pretty cool that you can go to a museum anywhere in the world now and see a collection. Um, yeah. You know, a kid in New Jersey can come and, and see the Holter, you know, virtually, which is great. And that will stay. Um, but I think we've been fortunate. You know, our, the community is amazing. Our supporters are amazing. Our donors are incredible. Um, and then launching this campaign, deciding to do that in a pandemic, I think was huge for us because people saw that Oh my God, the Holter's growing. Yeah. You know, where everybody else is like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should sit back and wait. Whereas we felt as an organization that this is the time. You know, we're building something that when we get out of this pandemic, people are really going to need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're in a good place. I mean, you know, it's always tough for nonprofits, especially in the arts and, and anywhere. But in Helen, it's been tough. But um, yeah, I think we're 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 where we want to be, and, and uh, it's exciting. Yeah. So, what do things look like? now at the Holter. Somebody heads over this afternoon. Uh, What does it look like? What are they going to see out there? Well, we have ever-changing exhibits. Um, We have um, some really great ones right now. They Mm -hmm. come in about uh, quarterly, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, Mm -hmm. So we shift them out pretty pretty, um, often. Um, And then in the back classrooms, you can see, you know, like teens coming in and working on their projects. You can see uh, some of the grade school kids coming in for tours. Um, The people, uh, especially in the sewing committee, have loved the quilt national exhibit that we have at the moment because quilting, you know, that is an art form. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not just some uh, things for little old ladies to do. That was a huge surprise for us. It came out of a group called the Dairy Barn, I think, in Ohio. Yeah. So we were expecting, you know, maybe some Amish beautiful quilts and and it ended up being this amazing kind of modern contemporary art pieces that, I mean, blown everybody away. Yeah. I mean, guys come to me, but I've never sewn anything in my life, and this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. So that's what we do is we try and bring shows in the... And, know, and so the, the quilt thing, out. that's still out there? Yes, I think we're okay. closing that one soon. soon. We're starting okay. to rotate out the exhibitions now, but it yeah. should be up for another week or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's Very cool. Um, we do have to take a break at some point. So we'll go ahead. Let's take a break now, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about what's coming up for the Holter on Coffee Break. Great. 
I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. We are back. This is Coffee Break. Troy Shockley with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Coffee Break brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant. It's 459-8565. We've got Chris Cardo and uh, Kelly. It's Crevier, right? It's Crevier. You make me sound so fancy. Well, I've got... (laughs) What is it with the French names in Helena that are pronounced like... Because we've got Carrie over at uh, over at X-Works. It looks like Gagne. No, it's Gagner. Uh-huh. And she teased We're it's, just shaking it up for you. Okay, well, I'm going to call you Crevier because okay. it sounds more artsy. <laughs> Sweet. Um, we're talking Holter uh, this morning on Coffee Break. And uh, one thing that I I think I saw is that you're accepting signups for uh, Art for Survival and uh, Art Feeds programs. Can you explain that? Because that seems really cool. Yes, those are our teen programs. And so they were started um, in 2017. During that time, there was a really serious issue of teen suicide and teen depression. And so the Holter swept in to try to come up with a program to give these kids support that wasn't necessarily a medical feel. Um, Because a lot of those kids, you know, I mean, it's very daunting to come into a situation like that. And so we use art and art teachers who are in the Helena community who might be, you know, showcasing at the Holter to help these kids work through their feelings. And art is an amazing catalyst for that. And so um, we serve middle schoolers and high schoolers through these programs, and they're just able to come in, create a community, work through today's issues and what they're going through. And so it's really, really incredible. And we've served, you know, hundreds of kids through this program, and it's just going to continue to grow. So, yeah. So if people are interested, they can either get a hold of you over there, or I guess go on the website, find out more. Yeah. Yeah. People can go to holtermuseum.org and we have all of our teen program classes on there for people to sign up for. Very yeah, cool. A, it's a really big part of what we do. And I get a lot of People in town that come to me and say they've got a you know a teen that's struggling and, and they don't know what to do and you know this is for those kids that don't have you know that, that where they don't feel like they have that place in school and mm-hmm. um, and it becomes their own little clubhouse or hangout and um, we've got kids now that have gone on to we've got one that's at Brown University and you know it's just it's been incredible so if you do have a teen that's that's struggling. Um, you know, they'd be more than welcome to come down and they could just come in and sit and the kids are so welcoming and it's just amazing, life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life-changing. Well, and what's cool is it's not just the teens. I mean, you're really working to be a part of the community. It's not just, hey, we're a building, come look at the pretty stuff. I mean, you're, you're trying to matter. And uh, something else I think is neat is the healing arts program uh, mm-hmm. that you've got going on. 
Uh, explain that one because that you're, you're working with the school age kids, you're working with the teens. Now we're working with folks that uh, have been out of school for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, that one started pre-pandemic and during the pandemic we had to shift it a little bit. But basically we're partnering with St. Peter's Health to bring holistic healing for patients that are in the hospital or in a medical setting. Um, we've done a lot of research about how art can be a catalyst for um, it, decreasing um, depression and anxiety and it really helps with uh, healing times when you're in like a surgery or you're in pain and it can um, really help focus more on just positivity and so we've been working with St. Peter's Health to do that. Unfortunately during COVID we weren't able to go into the hospital as much but we had art packs that patients could take home with them or have with them in their uh, rooms and stuff like that but uh, we were able to expand into the behavioral health unit which offers adults going through crisis situations a safe place to be um, for a short period of time and so we've been doing group classes with them there and I know that it's been incredible seeing the art that they've come up with just from the situations that they are going through. Yeah, it is pretty amazing how art, whatever the form, um, really can uh, help people in their lives past just going and looking at the stuff, right? Yeah. Like it, it matters. We were talking uh, last week at the end of the week with, uh, with, with uh, Maestro Scott about um, music. They've got a, pro a program going. It started over in New York, and now it's sort of expanding for uh, like doctors and nurses, obviously so stressed right now. They've set aside these uh, rooms. Tim Fain was talking about. They've they've created these rooms with like music in these rooms where they just go, they sit down, they listen to music for 15 minutes, yeah. and there's legitimately a marked difference in their stress levels when they come out of the room. Uh, it, it, it's incredible, mm -hmm. and, and and that's what you're doing, and and I think it's such a neat thing. Is it? Is this something that the public can help you out with? I mean, in, in terms of volunteering for something like this or, or donations or can people help? Yeah, I don't know about volunteering at the moment just because the hospital is still a little sure. bit locked down. Um, but definitely donations. You know, we're always looking for art supplies um, and art projects for these patients to do. So, yeah, any, any mm -hmm. help is amazing. Okay. Yep. And, and I want to hit on uh, – we're actually running low on time all of a sudden. Oh, we've got man. eight minutes left, and, and we've got things to hit on. One thing I do want to mention is summer camps. Those are on. You've got a lot of opportunities for kids. Yeah, yeah, we're kicking them off. We're going full steam ahead. We have a full schedule plan, so there's lots of opportunities ranging from, you know, art classes. We also do a fun, popular one called Passport on a Plate, where food, mm -hmm. that's a culinary art. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have, you know, some, like, fun sword play where you create your own little cardboard swords um and act out a little scenario mm -hmm. so a bunch of different yeah. different stuff Full for different tastes 25 i believe classes mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and who is that for like what age group can register for these there's something up i think uh up through high school mm -hmm. okay so, it's so you've got options very, for yeah there's quite a few mm -hmm. um and there are, like any summer camp, there's there's costs, but there are scholarships available, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Okay. So how do people find out about registering or if they are interested, but they might need a scholarship, what should they do? Yeah, they're going to uh, go on our website under the education tab, and it'll have all that information up there along with scholarship info that they can sign up for. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. We're talking this morning, Holter. And uh, recently, uh, you made an announcement. The it, the El Weigand, is that right? Yeah, you got yeah, it. Right. You got it. <laughs> the Weigand Creativity Center. I'm told you can also call it the W, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, what is that? What's happening here? Ooh, 
So, um, a few years back, when I took over the halter, you know, we were having some issues, and I think we decided that we needed to sit as an organization and, and figure out where we were going. Um, and we came up with this thing we call Holter <clears throat> Reimagined, and it grew into this entire museum makeover, how we did business, the buildings, huge plan. And when COVID hit, we didn't. We felt that it wasn't the time to do something that big, so we scaled it back to the pure, what we think the essence of of the new Holter will be. And we're taking an existing space, the Sherman Gallery, and we're turning it into a community center. A creativity center is what it's going to be called, um, and it's basically this safe, all-inclusive space where you can come and create. And it's not like Kelly said; it's it's movement and dance, and there's a stage, and you know the maestro could use it if they needed extra space, or you know a yoga teacher can come and teach a class. Um, so it's this incredible um, multifunctional, multi-use community space. So basically, the entire right side of the museum will become the creativity center. And the left side of the museum, which is the high gallery and bear gallery, will stay the same. Um, and so they'll feed off each other. Exhibitions will yeah. kind of create the educational opportunities and, and back and forth. So we're using existing space. We're retrofitting it. We're changing it. We're not spending a lot of money um, to do this. You know, we're not adding another wing to the building. Um, and so I think it's just this creative way of reinventing who we are. Mm-hmm. How great was it to officially take that next step to to write a press release send it out to everybody <laughs> say hey guess what we're doing because uh, i know this is something you've been like you said you've been working on it for on it for a while to yeah. have that that kernel of an idea and then to sort of expand that internally and go hey we think this is really great to be able to make that announcement had to be neat it was it was scary <laughs> for for me and i think but all at the same time just like amazing you know like the holters had its ups and downs um but we've come so far, you know, in, in six years. So, you know, yeah, it's, it feels incredible to, to say, hey, we're growing, but we're doing this amazing, I feel, and I think Kelly feels the same way. Um, this is going to be something so unique to Helena. Just the look of it, um, but what it does, I think, is going to be something that's weird. It, I think I'm proud that we can leave this for generations to come. Mm-hmm. I think it's just this amazing, cool mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, we're... We're leaking little bits about it here and there, but you know, you'll have to come down and see more <laughs> as it gets into the construction phase, which it will here in the next month. And, okay. Um, and we'll be, you know, releasing more little goodies about it. Yes. So you, you kind of touched on that, uh, on it there, but maybe I'll ask Kelly and, mm-hmm. and she'll add her own twist on mm-hmm. it of the, the why. I mean, why, why did you decide? It's one thing to go, hey, we should do this thing, but but why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're taking away part of your existing space mm-hmm. and converting it into something that, I, it's, it sounds amazing, and I don't want you to think I don't think it's going to work. But there's that possibility <laughs> when you're building it, right? Of, what do you say? What if this doesn't work, and right. we just redid the whole thing that we do? What's the why? Why do you think this is going to be a good thing? Yeah, um, going into this, we talked to so many people from so many different sectors in Helena, like teachers, artists, um, you know, clients at Westmont, um, you know, just the whole gamut, and they all said a very similar thing. If there's not one space in Helena for people to gather safely in a community area that really advocates for the arts and creativity. And so we think that by going forward with this, we're going to be able to provide that to them. And especially for, you know, 
the learning sector for the kids, you know, they don't have a lot of after-school programs that are arts-related. And I know curriculum nowadays doesn't really include the arts, and so we're going to be able to kind of fill in those gaps as needed. And, you know, clients at Westmont, you know, they're only able to do X, Y, and Z. And so providing them with monthly or weekly classes that they can get out, um, create, you know, friends in the community with people who they wouldn't maybe come across in a different situation, you know, it's just huge. And so we just love, you know, being a hub mm. for all of those people in the community who wouldn't have access to that before. Yeah. So, how, Chris, go ahead. We, yeah, I, I think interrupted you. it was also to address, you know, where we've always been a free museum. Mm -hmm. We're committed to doing that. You know, we'll never charge admission. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, museum visitation is down i think across the world and so we had to figure out ways to to bring more people in and so if this brings in the non quote-unquote museum person to see something at the w then exposes them to an exhibition in the museum mm -hmm. then it's a win-win you know and yeah. it brings our what we've done out in the community kind of in as well to the building so we're, it was a way to get people into the building um and then grow programming you know? yeah and so we think it's a it's a true community partnership. Yeah, you know? I love it. it we, we've got about 90 seconds left. How can our, our listeners, how can Helena help make this happen? Yeah, I mean, this is really just a gift back to the Helena community, but we would love to have everyone involved. And so um, the biggest thing is probably um, just going on our website, and we have a page dedicated to the Wegan Creativity Center uh, where it's going to have our concepts, where they can look at all the pretty pictures of what it's going to look mm -hmm. like. And then it also has, of course, um, donating, um, and your financial support would be greatly appreciated for this. We're about halfway through our mm -hmm. fundraising goal, which is incredible, especially during COVID, but we still need that boost to, you know, help us make a re uh, make this a reality. It's, it's an investment. I mean, I think you're making a really solid investment in our community, mm -hmm. not just the holder, but I think it's going to help so many. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. And, you know, thank you and kudos to you for uh, making that decision. But then, like you said, making it during the middle, middle of a pandemic, it's like the businesses that opened in the middle, like, hey, it's time to open a, I've always wanted to open a restaurant. Let's do it. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it takes a, a lot of faith and a lot of confidence uh, and, and trust to be able to, mm -hmm. to make a decision like this in any circumstance but yeah. to do it in the last year is pretty incredible so uh thanks for doing that uh, chris ricardo and uh, kelly crevier is uh we're our guests this morning uh with the, the holter museum of art just a few seconds left if people want to find out more they can come on down or the website maybe yeah visit us in person or go to www.holtermuseum.org for more information on anything fantastic <laughs> Guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you so oh, much. I, I told you we'd make it, and uh, we're all out of time. So uh, that's all we've got for you today. Come back tomorrow. We're going to be chatting United Way of the Lewis and Clark area on Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.